2: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. <laughs> okay, so last week uh, I was in a hotel room and recording this at 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, this week I'm in a different hotel and it's 1.04 a.m. Uh, I'm trying not to disturb the people in the room next to me, though they are either fighting or screwing in French. I'm not sure. But I heard a bunch of commotion and then I heard footsteps and then I heard peeing. <laughs> Yay! Travel and comedy! So, uh, anyway, if you came out to the shows in San Francisco at the Punchline, thank you a million times. The shows were phenomenal. People actually started showing up in costume. There were like, there was a table full of Batman, which was awesome. So I would love to keep that trend going. Um, Zanies is coming up in Chicago uh, the 16th to the 19th of this month. I'll also be at C2E2 signing stuff and moderating the Elijah Dishku panel. Uh, And then, of course, April 8th in Chicopee, Massachusetts, April 9th at the Wilbur Theatre. Details for all that are in nerdist.com and uh, also April 4th, our inaugural uh, nerdist podcast live at meltdown at our new space with black dynamite night. So we're going to show the movie black dynamite panel with the actors and the director. And then, uh, and then you can sign, you can get your new uh, black dynamite comic book si- signed, which is called slave Island. And it's awesome. So, uh, I recommend all of that. Uh, and also don't forget that nerdist podcast listeners can get $10 off earbuds when they go to tweaked audio.com slash nerdist.com with a lowercase n. All right, that's enough uh, talking at (laughs) you. Now let me prepare you because when the podcast kicks in, it's about to get louder. So if you've turned your volume all the way up, take it down just a notch because the screwing French people in the next room in the midst of their screwing and peeing cannot hear the podcast part because they're not as cool as you are. Yeah, take that, Frenchies. Now entering nerdist.com.
3: Santa Monica, it's like a pickup truck with a shell on the back of it, and it says emergency human blood delivery,
0: oh. yeah, yeah.
3: and it's just like a little shell on a pickup wow. truck.
0: It doesn't even say like, stay, you know, 30 feet behind this vehicle. Yeah, yeah. it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a joke. It's just, uh, yeah, it, should. it
3: yeah. should. So how do I say it?
0: It should be another truck. Yeah. Another truck.
1: How do I say You sound fine. Human blood. Mr. Human blood. Yeah, human. exactly.
3: Get right in there.
0: Hello, sound checking. Excellent.
1: Excellent. 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 And you guys sound okay? We're fine. <laughs> Great. We seem to be recording.
0: Would uh, we be okay if uh, we used, like, monkey blood? If yeah. we got, like, really injured and hmm. we needed... No, well, I think our bodies might reject work, monkey yeah. blood.
3: Yeah, I only. I, can we use convicts' blood, or as a <laughs> as a hilarious
1: comedy turn, the monkey blood in your body makes you throw poop and. Uh, oh, and I that.
0: that's yeah. just True. the one. That's worth it. Yeah, that's worth
1: it. Or it gives yeah. you AIDS. That was the unofficial sequel. <laughs> <able to. Yeah. laughs>
0: or that's, that was the unofficial yeah, sequel to Body the Parts.
3: Yeah, <laughs> sequel. Yeah, Body Parts two. Monkey uh. blood. <laughs> 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 they make it out of monkey cups. He's an athlete. We'll call it Champions.
1: Champions, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. He's an athlete.
3: And, we got a uh, we got a whole series oh. of movies that can be on the caliber of uh, you know the, um, Air Bud movies, oh. Air Bud or Ed, which I think they're up to seven different Air Bud movies now. Are but they? of course, I think they'd probably destroy three or four dogs per per movie. Yeah, and that's why they are more the, they're, they're in the puppy area now. Ah. Sphynx Retriever puppies. So there's like Santa Paw Buddies and oh yeah, Santa sure. Buddies, and they go into space Air Buddies. I Lask. just I just I just talked to. uh now he's got to space. <laughs> For you, yes. Well, but like Leica, wasn't Leica?
1: Wasn't that the name of the, the Russian dog that went into into space? Yes. That they said went into space. Uh, Come yeah. uh, yeah. By the way, I talked to uh, web soup writer Mike Henry on the phone today. Love Mike Henry. And he called he called me and uh, and he goes, "You'll never guess where I am." And I didn't. He was like. I at a puppy party.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> right. He told me about it. Yeah. it was
1: it a puppy
3: party?
0: What does that involve? Everyone, I don't know. Everyone bring brings, brings puppies. I don't no, yeah. He told me I about heard it. Him the other yipping day. in the
3: background. Oh, that sounds awesome. Why did he call me? Why isn't he taking pictures? Why isn't anything on Tumblr? <laughs> I don't know. All these questions for my puppy me. party. That sounds.
1: Awesome. This Well, is like heaven. Yeah, it does. This is our puppy party
3: with Danny Pudi.
1: Yeah. Danny Pooty, you're the uh, our you're, quest to get the entire our, our cast. quest to get all of community. <laughs> How far have we come? <laughs> we we did, we got Joel, Al, Ali Bree, and uh, and Donald Glover.
0: Ah, oh, I'm the fourth. Hey, you're, you're the fourth. The fourth. I like that. Yep. Well, thank you for having me. Of I'm
1: course. Yep. You might be the last. I don't know anyone else on the show. <laughs> so uh, you might be the, you might be the last. You Griswold, could,
0: could... we got to get him in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I...
3: Want to?
1: Well, I do. I do. I just... But when it comes to... I mean, you work with Chevy all the time, so I'm sure it's, your... it's old hat for you. But when it comes to people who... <laughs> who explains a podcast to him? <laughs> well, first of all, there's yeah. that. And then second of all, uh, it's also one of the reasons why I've been nervous about trying to get Steve Martin on the podcast. Like, I just don't know if I could keep it together enough to have a conversation <laughs> you with him. You did them. well with Matt Smith from Doctor Who. That's true. Um, but Matt... <sighs> Granted, Matt. he did not come into your life. Number one, Matt. Number Martin. one, Matt is younger than I yeah. am, and number two. Wow. So that 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 gives me an automatic age seniority yep. over yep. him. And number two, um, I am an an immense Who fan, and I and I love his character. But you know, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, right. uh, uh, Bill Murray, like people like these, influenced me mm-hmm. as a person comedically. Okay. So that's why I don't know what was it. I mean, when you first met him, uh, what was their pants shitting? <laughs>
0: There was on his part. Uh, That's uh, it's a steady stream from Chevy. (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny when people say like, "Oh, you've worked with him," because I have now. It's been a year working with Chevy, which is a great title for a memoir. Yep, (laughs) a year uh, of Chevys. A a year of Chevys. It's uh, it's very interesting. You know, because I'm from Chicago, and so definitely influenced by you know Chevy vacation and everything. That's always and it still is the first question anybody ever asks me what's it like working with Chevy? Mm-hmm. I think people kind of know there's this sort of like allure and also like does he throw stuff at people, that kind of thing. There's right. always a little bit of that. He does throw things, and um, <laughs> was, uh, he threw some candy at my crotch one of the first weeks we were working. It, it's all a joking. you know. Well, he's an old are, man. He yeah. has a little hard, hard
1: candy, and he just has bad aim. By the way, that is an impossible question to answer. Like when people ask me, yeah. what's it like to work with Olivia Munn, or what's it like to work with – like, what's it like? What? What? I don't know how to – to analogize it's 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 sort
0: of strange I think people just want a story you know what I mean I think they want kind of a random story Um, as far as with Chevy I mean I think he you know has mispronounced my name but that's kind of you know that's normal Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if he still knows how to pronounce my name Um what else has happened? He uh um, Danny, he can't say Danny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he knows Danny is my name. I think uh uh he uh ble- I think he called me Timmy or something from uh Shack. I think right? he thinks that Timmy? I'm yeah. living in his movie. Wow. Um, I like you, Betty. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's Danny. Sorry, <laughs> Danny. Danny Timmy. Timmy Puda. <laughs> um and yeah, but it's really interesting. I think um it, you know, there's a all this stuff is, is really wild and fun to experience. You know, my first big TV show and all that kind of stuff. You know, and then having someone who's from, you know, movies that you grow up with is 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 just really surreal. Being in all these scenes all the time. And you sort of just it becomes work and normal, you mm-hmm. know, even though uh when I go back home and talk to my family and stuff in Chicago and everyone, they're like, So you're working with Chevy Chase? Then I'm like, Oh yeah, it is weird when I see his uh Christmas card on my refrigerator. <laughs> it like, came that is... directly from him. Yeah, yeah it's unusual. Um, is he it gave just me a... the cover of A uh,
3: Christmas Vacation? <laughs> 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 Happy Holidays from Joey Chase. he's being
0: electrocuted. Yeah, yeah. Christmas uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, He gave me a pen for Christmas. Wow. He is an old man. He gave
3: me a pen. <laughs> and a crisp dollar bill. Uh, which I thought was
0: unusual but kind of perfect. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, Wait, uh, was it a good pen though? It was a really good pen. It was, the pen was worth more than everything in my house. Uh, and it was engraved with my name, so I thought that was funny. I think it was made Timmy. out of uh, – <laughs> It's an engraved pen, Timmy. Yeah, uh, Made out of alligator skin, I think, or oh, wow. crocodile. I don't know which one you use for skins, uh, but I think it's one of those. Both, um, I think. Allodials. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Crocodile
1: You have to
3: first, you have to cross them. The, the, you have to make a hybrid crocodile alligator, and then make them out of the don't cross the gators. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that was far-reaching. I apologize for that.
2: That was not that was not okay.
0: Usual, but I think okay, the one great thing about working with Chevy is that everyone I feel like has a story in some way, whether or not it was a movie they watched with their family or tradition, you know, or. A random kind of experience with him on a set. I think that's it's sort of a fun thing to be part of. You know, I feel like it's like a history kind of lesson every day.
1: Yeah. I keep thinking that uh, for the longest time they were, you know, there there was always the uh, the Fletch reboot was it always seemed like it was in the hopper, yeah. and I, I kept thinking like there's no one that could do it. And I actually, I think Joel, I think Mikhail could be yeah. could pull it off. Yeah. I that, think uh, if <laughs> they ever reboot Fletch, I think Mikhail could pull
0: it off. I definitely think he could do it. And I think they were talking about that at one point. And I, I remember Chevy uh, sort of like teasing Joel about it for a while. And then, you know, Joel teasing him back in many other ways. Um, because they're I'll, both mammothly tall. Yeah, they're, they're both over 6'4", yep. I
1: believe. Um, With the afro, 6'9". <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: very tall, very good looking. Um, dudes, you know, kind of in their in their prime. Chevy, um, which reminds me of sort of, I think the time that we were making uh, – We were discussing whether or not there should be a reboot of Fletch. was the episode when we were – it was the bottle episode when we were all in the study room together. (laughs) And Chevy happened to be in a wheelchair that episode. And um, all the guys uh, we discovered that week had to be topless, you know. And um, so, you know, um, obviously, the first thing we're doing is push-ups in the the study room. And Chevy was so frustrated because he saw us all, you know, topless and he saw Joel in his underwear. And, you know, Joel has has large muscles and I don't. But uh, I think Chevy seeing that was like, you know, seeing himself as Fletch, you know, back in the day, but he was in a wheelchair forced to watch
1: (laughs) these three men. Just like a nightmare he had when he was in his 30s. It was
0: very strange, but I just saw, like, in his eyes, like everything happened and he, him discussing Fletch and you know just started quoting movies you know I don't even remember what was happening but he just started telling stories about you know 1984 the year and uh, it was just an interesting thing to watch you know watch Joel do push-ups in front of Chevy in a wheelchair
1: that <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a weird dream that yeah. <laughs> is a weird dream Joel McKay was yeah. doing push-ups and then Chevy Chase was in a wheelchair that's pretty yeah. awesome yeah, that sounds he, ridiculous. Was quoting, he was quoting 80s movies <laughs> no, that, well that would never happen
0: uh, but that's that was work yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's not a bad job. No, it's pretty it's pretty awesome.
1: I mean, people and you know, people have to understand how difficult it is, first of all, to get a job, second of all to get a job that gets on the air, and then third to get a job that stays on the air. And fourth, that people that is critically acclaimed that people are actually enjoying. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's I don't I just I feel very, very lucky because um you know, right away from the beginning of this of this show, you know, I'm lucky because I auditioned for this just like any other job, and you never know as an actor what you're gonna get. And it's like you have a lot of choice. When you're – especially when you're like someone like me who's just kind of starting out, looking for any kind of half-Palestinian, half-white role. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the right one came into my hands. Yeah.
1: So what is that uh, – well, first of all, I do I, – I, my girlfriend – you've been friends with my girlfriend, Janet, forever. Yes. and And Janet uh, adores you and would always say, oh, my
2: God, Danny Pooty. She's the best. And then
1: before you got community, uh-huh. we all went to breakfast, I think, at the alcove. That's maybe? right. Uh-huh. And I spilled milk on my crotch. And you spilled milk on your crotch. uh but it was fun, and I was like, oh, my God, Danny Pudi's so fucking funny. And and so it was so nice to see, like, a couple months later, holy shit, he got on the yeah. show. And then the show yeah. ends up being
0: huge. It's, it's really crazy. I mean, I read that script. And actually, um, I worked with Janet, like, I don't know, two, three years ago. We did a pilot together um, where it was all improvised, and it was like a political – uh, base pilot about an unlikely congressional candidate moving from Arizona to Washington, D.C., and it was all improvised, and it was crazy. Uh, it a great experience. Love but... that when
1: producers put that responsibility on the actors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll just let them improvise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so in other words, you just want people to write your show for you. Yeah. You want the Especially performers to write the audition your show. Yeah. Was,
3: just bring us in some ideas. And then was,
1: we'll take them.
0: It was terrifying. Uh, every day. I mean, it was exhilarating at times because you were like, holy crap, that was so, so fun. I didn't even know what we were talking about. But then you'd leave every day being like, we have to do this again tomorrow. <laughs> um, and uh, so that was tough. But it was a really great experience because um, you kind of realize, okay, I can do things. I can – when sometimes it doesn't – I don't think I'm going to be able to get away with anything. Uh, this one, on the other hand, is cl- so specifically written, you know, community. So the minute I read the script, I was just like, wow, this is – it's unbelievable. I mean, every character is, is just so flushed out. I see everything. It's, it's all about second chances. It's all about this kind of group of underdogs. In this world where sort of uh, – uh, you know, like this fantasy magic can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's he's very grounded in real characters, but there's this, this sort of absurdity uh, around them uh, and kind of a, like a little bit of a sadness to it, which I was just like, this is, I mean, wonderful yeah. to, to be part of. It's all of. very Dan Harmony.
3: It's very, just, like yeah. Dan Harmony, just that, that like great characters, fantastical ideas yes. and situations
0: and a lot of sadness. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of all that in one, which I thought was just incredible to read a pilot, first of all, and, and come away the whole time, like, trembling, being like, I want to be part of this show so badly. Um, you know, my first, very first monologue, uh, I think Joel's character, Jeff Winger, asked me what time it is. And I proceed to tell him everything. I'm only half Arabic, actually. And my dad's angry, but not angry at America, angry because my mom left him. And I just go through this whole thing. And I was just like, well, this is incredible. That's Abed right there within, you know, the very first breath. Um, and Not only that, but then you find out, you know, the Russo brothers are directing it from Arrested Development, you yeah. know. And then, and then Chevy Chase, this young up-and-comer, is attached <laughs> to it. Did you, you know? know all that before you went in to test for the show? I knew uh, – by the time I tested, yes, but not with the first audition. With the first audition, I don't think Chevy was uh, announced yet or whatever it was. I knew that the Russo brothers were attached to it, and I knew at the time that Joel was, I think, the lead. hmm um, oh, the soup guy's doing yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, which is uh, – and I actually worked with Joel um, right after I worked with Janet on a pilot too uh, that we shot here um, directed by Jason Weiner. Was it the IT oh, crowd? Yeah. It was uh, Giants of Radio. Oh, OK. Yeah. And it was about uh, behind the scenes of a radio station. I played Teddy, the engineer. <makes> you know, that kind of guy. Um, 45% Abed that kind of thing yeah. Um, and uh, so I got a chance to work with Joel which was really cool a- and then I saw him in this role and the minute I read it I was like he's perfect for this yeah. uh, it, there was just a lot of things where I was like I would love to be part of this show I could just you could just see it immediately and that's very rare when you read something the very first time especially in pilot and be like wow I could see everything you know yeah. Um, so I was very lucky and you know I obviously had no idea where the show was going to go. I didn't know we were going to be doing episodes about a space bus, but <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly gone there. Now, uh,
1: in the, in, the, in the process, in the because I don't know if people understand, but but auditioning is an entirely separate skill to <sighs> to to actual acting because you're you're in a room with uh, you're in a sterile environment <laughs> with weird. and and you're reading opposite people who can't act in any way because they're casting assistants or they're, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or casting, casting people. And, and so they're, they're sort of – they're just kind of giving you their flat half of the read. And, and so, much about, so much about creating a, a performance or a scene together is just working off the chemistry of other people. That's it. So, so you put – and then on top of that, when you want something really, really, really bad plus the nervousness factor when you, uh. start, you start going to this place of if I get this job, I can't help but think about all the ways my life will change. How do you uh how are you how do you how are you able to focus and not fuck it up?
0: I'm not. <laughs> I mean I auditioned I think five times for that for that role. I, I mean the uh um It's very difficult because you do show up to these things. And the other thing is that like, you show up to these auditions and someone like me who is a little darker, a little brown, uh, Mm -hmm. you show up to these roles where I'm auditioning for the role of Abed where there's five other people that look like you as well. And actually one named Abed. And actually a person named Abed who you show up with at the test, at the studio test. And this guy comes up to you and he's like, hey, I'm Abed. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> and then he's like, no, really. And I'm like, okay, this is great. I don't have this job anymore. Right. Um, so there's all kinds of mind games. It's incredibly, incredibly difficult. I don't understand it. I don't know if there's an easier way um, to me, the only way uh, to kind of get through it was to focus as hard as I could on na- like the the, the text, the focus as hard as I could on the audition piece. Um, but it's it's nearly impossible to not let all those thoughts get into your head. Yeah. You show up in this room. You're sitting around. They ask you if you want to need water. You're like, I need water and a lot more than that. Yes. <laughs> um, you're constantly battling diarrhea because you're so nervous. Uh, and your life does change. I mean – I just spent a year working with Chevy Chase. You know, it's it's a very yeah. it's a crazy thing. And
1: also, you, know? you have you have regular income. You probably have some disposable income now that you yeah. didn't have
0: before. It's the first time in my life where I cannot think about buying sushi. It's very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: um, you could buy sushi every day and just throw it away.
0: I, yeah. That's really I, where you're at. I could. And I I, that anyway. <laughs> that's
1: why I think that, I think that's a goal people should shoot for: is disposable sushi income. Yeah. I want
3: to I want to get to the disposable sushi level. Where I
0: can just buy, <laughs> throw away sushi yeah. and just yeah. throw
1: away. Just throw away a, some a, sushi. A
3: a wooden boat in front of me on a table and then just slowly slide it off the table
1: while into
0: staring it, at the
1: trash can.
0: Yeah. Mm. Don't need it. One of, the, one, of those, one
1: of those sushi conveyor belts and it just goes right into just, a bin. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Mm. nope. Don't need just it. you pay them and
3: then you leave. Yeah. Count the, count the plates. <laughs> I paid you to out dispose out of, that
1: a, of that sushi. That would be a <laughs> decadent fucked up thing to do for rich people is just have restaurants uh, where they just come to, to they pay to throw away really expensive <laughs> food. Excuse
0: me where do you throw away your toro? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: That would be that. That's uh, I, I see. I see a future there. I see a money making scheme. I always th- I always like to think that uh, rich people being crazy and lazy uh, are, is why most of the technology happens. Or it's like there's a you know like I always think it's like a crazy guy who's rich is like I don't want to tie my own shoes. They're like, well, we'll make these so they're like Velcro strips. They're like that's perfect. <laughs> Velcro shoes have been invented. Yep, I you think know? I'm positive that's how that it had to be.
0: Ten thousand years ago, we it'll were worried about our farm and <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't want
3: to.
1: I'm tired of having lobster farts. I'm just going to throw this food away
0: instead. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Rich people have lobster farts, just in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> but well,
0: lobsters is it a buttery? don't have lobster farts. <laughs> yeah. no, <is> it? <laughs> lobsters. lobsters have old people Yes, because lobsters are really wealthy. Yes, so yeah, 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 they are. Know. Yeah, they are the rich of the sea. <laughs> I always, think, I always think, sea. think, when
1: you look at, cockro- when you look at uh, lobsters, I always think they're cockroaches. They are the cockroaches of the sea and yet a delicacy
0: for some yeah. reason. No,
1: they're, they're they disgusting. don't seem particularly challenging to catch.
0: <laughs> no, the, no yeah, they f- just kind of sit there and like. You kind of like go real s- – anything – somebody's real slow at the bottom of anything. Yeah. yeah you put a cage near them and they get in it. It's not that <laughs>
3: hard,
1: you know? Yeah. I, maybe they're not so much like cockroaches. Maybe they're maybe they're just like cats of the sea. Like it really – is, is oh. it really that – is but, it really yeah, that that's challenging? a horrible
3: ad campaign.
1: That is the cats
3: of the sea. <laughs> it's like, it's Guys, awesome. back to the drawing boards. We're
1: fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to know what it, I'm curious to know what the experience is like for you being a half Palestinian white guy, half white guy. Yeah. Guy. yeah. Um, what, what's it, what 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 is it like navigating the industry? Because I'm sure you get I'm sure they will pigeonhole you a lot and be like, you're an Indian guy. Yes. You're an Arab. You're Iranian. You're like they'll they'll probably just throw you into any kind of Middle Eastern thing. Is that upsetting emotionally or do you just feel like oh, I'm an actor? I mean, is it the same as me going, yeah, I can be for play like I'm from Boston or play like I'm from Canada or play like I'm from Britain?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's very racist of you to you say. You that can't
2: saying.
3: play <laughs> Canadian, Chris.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, I am half Indian and half Polish. So I do have – it's accessible to me to be uh, – to understand sort of the biracial thing. You know, My mm-hmm. dad was born in India. My mom was born in Poland. So that makes you – So that makes me <laughs> – pindian yes. uh, all the pindians out there what what <laughs> yep oh that one uh, guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know what we don't understand you we're half polish come on you
0: guys. <laughs> come on. <laughs> look what i almost
1: stepped in all use right. your
0: indian sides <laughs> yes <laughs> to, uh, to uh, analyze that anyways um you know i have been seen as indian largely because i look indian mm-hmm. you know uh I, though i feel way more polish um I'm I'm okay with it. You know, I, I think that, you know, years ago, um, you know, we've progressed. I think growing up I was like, wow, there is there's just one point of view here. You know, magic rocks protect our villages, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. <laughs> yep. And that's that's pretty much you <laughs> know, Kalima
3: Sibop, Hub
0: Magic Ludo <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dolls and all that. And I love that movie by the way. Um <laughs> that's great. But like it was that and then like video game characters like, you know, The Great Tiger and Dalsim. Uh, so there's well, just uh, gonna watch his jewel, yeah, tonight. and that's when you get him, yeah, you know um, you know, there was that it was there was nothing really I could and sort of I could sort of relate to growing up, you know, um but I kind of just used that to my I guess advantage and being like, well, whatever, well, I'm kind of everything, and um you know that's sort of happened out here. I've auditioned for all kinds of stuff, and you know, prior to community, I did um a couple roles actually, where I didn't play an Indian character, um but then also. In 2007, I played three different Sanjay's. (laughs) <laughs> so there is wow. still that you know and I think that those characters weren't necessarily defined by their ethnicity but they were given a title right away of this character is clearly Indian and we just want to make sure everyone is aware of that I don't know why people sometimes need to I guess feel the need to do that but yeah. um, not buffalo carving Indian you mean tech support Indian this is yeah is this that is, racist uh, no 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 it's accurate <laughs> um, yeah this was definitely you know dots not feathers same right, thing you know, right. know? Um, and um, and you know know what i am indian you know um though my name is daniel um so yeah i I understand that i understand the need to kind of label things i although i'm very excited about playing a character who's not Mm -hmm. you know defined by his ethnicity and um, he is half palestinian which i'm not um but it's kind of fun for me to kind of go and explore that area as well um you know and i think if you look at the, the state of television right now it's kind of a good time right now for indians um, on the whole, I think we're very I mean, much a safe. Indians, are, it, hey guys, <laughs> yeah. Indians, the new black. It sort yeah. of is. I've, I've I've actually heard that a number of times from people. We're sort of the safe, good minority, you know, right
1: now. <laughs> well, there, there are a billion Indian people in the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they, uh, and 32 rules. <laughs> <We're sure.
0: Yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I, I, uh, I was, I just was randomly
0: watching Bollywood, Movies the other uh, nice. day because they are so hilarious, fucking hypnotic. Yeah, they're yeah. the colorful. They're three hours long. Yeah. There's moments of drama. There's moments of romance. There's dance, and you yeah. can't tell the difference pre- between any of those moments. That's no, yeah. <laughs> there's great fake fights where, like, the yeah. fist like, misses the face by a good foot. Yeah, you hear yeah. the punching noise, like, 10 minutes after. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're fantastic. I, I think I enjoy them unironically. Like, really? I think I enjoy them
1: on a very yeah.
0: direct level. There's some great ones, too, with just the music. The music is really lovely yeah. in a lot of them. Um, did you ever go? Th- Do you ever go to India? I've never been to India, no. Um, Poland? I've been to Poland four times. Um,. Not really like Bollywood movies at all. Polish films are much darker. They're they're very stoic people. A lot more existential kind of uh, the films are. Uh, you know, uh, so the a-
3: workers don't unite into a big dance <laughs> <room? laughs> <laughs>
0: number. They should. It should
3: be- a, it's almost as if they went through something way too traumatic to do anything. Well, <laughs> dance.
0: I don't. I don't know what that would be. Uh, it would be a very, uh, you know, strong song, at, like a, a shipyard in Gdańsk. Yeah, That's that would be the equivalent to a Bollywood dance number at a train station. Um, did you Did you seek out any of your relatives in Poland? Knock on the
1: door and be like, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> you See. <laughs> See what they would say.
0: Uh, I did, actually. Um, And I met them, and they're very friendly. My family uh, is very... I guess um, they're very Polish. They're very, very Polish and very serious. So it's actually really kind of fun to go there and visit them and see people. And we take pictures with them. And I'm like, hey! And I'm smiling right now. And there's no <laughs> smiles across the board in any of the pictures because that's just sort of the cultural it, thing. It just looks know? like Depression-era yeah. uh, photos. There's there's <laughs> no difference between pictures from, like, the 1930s and between now. <laughs> so except, still black and white. Except yeah, the length yeah. of the dresses and stuff. That's yeah. pretty much it. Their frowns
3: suck yeah. out any color in, in the <laughs> pictures.
1: <laughs> Well, the frowns just lift to a neutral position, which is actually the the smile. It's just the straight across.
0: Uh, I like smiling in pictures. I'm glad that we've done that here in America. I'm such a terrible smiler. Are you? Do you get nervous before the picture? (laughs) Yeah. I I just feel like when
3: I try to smile, I look like I've just had a stroke of some sort. (laughs) I can't. I can't I'm, quite get it right. I hate it. I always do the. Um, uh, I just saw something off camera. I like the most oh, pictures of me are just good. me, just like looking off, like I'm about to say something to somebody. I, that's the way to do I it. I make
0: these weird noises. People have told me right before I take a picture with people, uh, where I'm like, and I don't know necessarily what I'm doing, <laughs> but somehow the noise helps me put like a like a, a, a like, happy smile, like a natural, spontaneous. Like smile. It's sort of yeah. It's a growly yeah. hiss. Hmm. That's just you holding in your soul, so doesn't mean, that's it doesn't get a- stolen. That's <laughs> right. And you're through your smile, <laughs> yeah, and that's when they get you. That's
3: how they get you.
1: If you ever see, if you see pictures of me and I'm not, I'm not smiling and I'm making like a weird raised eyebrow face, it's yeah. because I hate my smile. I'm yeah. always uh, overjoyed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's so happy. He's so happy. <laughs> you, you have such a great it is smile, it is
0: Oh, see. man. It's it's like that I just want to take pictures of you. Just We're, you. Do. A room. Bro, a room. It always brightens the room.
1: really yeah. does. Right. You're
3: just like a big old heat lamp.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, you pop. Mm-hmm.
3: You pop. That's um, have you met the actual Abed and, I have. You know, and hung out with him?
0: Uh, yeah, there's been a couple of times I've met him. Uh, so I met him actually. The very first time I met him was at the audition process. Yeah. And it was me, Abed, and um, a couple, couple other actors, um, which was weird because. The role is based
3: off of him. The role
0: was based off, off of him. Yeah, it was He's a Channel
3: 101 guy. He's been around for for a while and he's he's a very funny really nice hilarious guy uh but and the role was kind of like inspired by him and yeah. then he didn't get it which everyone, uh, you know, uh, you were like so he
1: smiled and Dan Harmon was able to steal his soul. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put him in the role. Yeah.
0: But it's uh, it's, it's that so was before funny. I developed the growly hiss. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, so I did meet him there, and yeah. he's from Channel One Hundred One, and uh, that's where Dan Harmon comes from. This uh, and a lot of the characters in Community are sort of based loosely off yeah. people that Dan knows. Even and, the dean's name
3: is Dean Pelton, which is a guy. There's a guy named Dean Pelton in the Channel One Hundred One scene.
0: Yeah. I, used to, I used to
1: love to go to those Channel One screenings. Yeah. One hundred one screenings in uh, so CineSpace. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. They're There's downtown a new now. Space now. Yeah, yeah,
3: downtown independent.
0: Yeah, and then the second time I actually met him was at the Channy Awards. That's right. I was there. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I met him, and Dan was like, hey, would you present an award with Abed? And I was like, yeah, sure, and not knowing at all what he had in mind. And he didn't, <laughs> yeah. she didn't show us what he wrote or anything. It was all in the teleprompter. Next thing I know, I'm up there with the real Abed, which was really awesome and super fun. He's a lovely person, great guy, and yeah. uh, we had a really fun time. And uh, But then I'm reading on the teleprompter. uh, I think Abed's line to me was uh, the last time that uh, I said something to Dan Harmon, he used it and made a show out of it. And then I said, and now I have a speedboat. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, and this is in front of a lot of people and I was like oh boy this is a little uncomfortable uh but it was it was really fun. Yeah everyone everyone
3: was into it it's it's a, you know it's a very uh, self-deprecating crowd yeah. channel 101 you know.
0: I, I still ha- I told Dan I still have flashbacks of some a couple of videos there I think one was called everything and another great. yeah and yeah. then another one was of this this guy wearing the silver wig who kept turning into frame go at, to the song I think by Maxwell where it was like ah Oh yeah, and yeah crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just the visual it, that's all it was, yeah. of this guy I, turning into frame with one tear <laughs> and then in a silver wig. And I, wig. And I don't like know anything about the something. story. Yeah. I don't know anything about the movie, but immediately I was just like, I know that story. Yeah. it's a universal story.: yeah. <laughs> do, those, do, they, do they keep all those Do they keep all those online?: Those are they? all.
3: You go to Channel 101.com and uh, I, rem- I remember the boo. The boo was great. That's where uh, the Lonely, Lonely Island, Island guys. Came from. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah, they all came from that, and then uh, that's how they got that pilot originally at Fox and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's oh. a great scene. It's dude. a great scene. And it's yeah. incredible how many people have sort of have ties to that. I run into yeah. people all the time who are, you know, cross paths. or like, oh, Channel 1, I know Dan from that. I mean, it's, yeah.
1: Channel 101 works the way the internet should work. Like, fun, talented people get together, they make stuff, and then they go on to mm-hmm. actually yeah. get jobs. Yeah, yeah. Do,
3: and a lot of those guys are starting to come up, too. Like, you know, Danny Jelenic, uh, who does everything. Yeah. Um, he, he just got a job as a director at Funnier Die. Oh, and, no way. Yeah, okay. so it's just like, you know, those – and uh, a couple of the guys, Romansky and uh, J- J.D. Resner, like they do Blue Mountain State for Spike now. It's, oh yeah! Uh, like everyone kind of comes up and ends up, and they end up finding jobs that they wouldn't normally think they were going to do. But you know, the guy who, one of the guys that did uh, Yacht Rock, which was a very popular series. Um, like he's now a, 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 a locations manager that makes wow. a good living off of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy.
1: And I, and I met your buddy Mike Chillian,
3: who, who, who did uh McBusters. McBusters, yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one's gonna be epic. Uh, my girlfriend Deanna's also helping out on that one. Nice, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. Big. I, played, yeah. I, I played Morgan Spurlock in it.
1: and <laughs> I felt bad because I just did. I don't. I didn't do a good Morgan Spurlock impersonation.
3: But it was still a funny.
0: And uh, then uh, I, and I tweeted
1: about effective? it. And Morgan Spurlock tweeted back. Oh, yeah did Yeah.
3: He?
1: Yeah. Oh. yeah Mike Sorry, I impersonated was, you. Yeah. Mike Shelley was so. He's like,
3: that's weird. I never expected he would see it.
1: <laughs> 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 don't ever underestimate the power of someone to see stuff. On the internet, yeah, yeah, they, exactly. will, they will stumble across it. Yeah, where did you you started in Chicago? You said I
0: did. Yeah, I um, so I was born and raised in Chicago, um, and um, I guess a lot of e- the things that I, I found funny are um, kind of are based on my household because my my f- house was a little crazy because I was raised with my mom and her Polish family because my parents were divorced and so we always had sort of this rotating cast of characters in our house who were you know recent immigrants to America who were always staying with us. We were sort of the first family in America. Um, so we always were going to the airport, picking up an aunt or an uncle who wasn't really an aunt or an uncle, that kind of thing. And uh, it was a tuba, an accordion, yeah. all the <laughs> things that they sent over. Lots of accordions. Lots of we lots in the accordion of, closet. Lots uh, of sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was that, it was that experience, uh, but it was super fun because it was, you know, constantly weird, weird uh, stories uh, of, of, you know, of growing up somewhere else and, and very colorful. And then as soon as I went outside, you know, um, I grew our neighborhood was sort of polish and hispanic um i think the hispanic i looked a little bit more hispanic when i was younger i mm-hmm. think and so i think some of the neighborhood kids you know like carlos you know used to think that you know i would understand where they were coming from uh, and then the polish kids definitely were like we you, we know you don't understand where we're coming from so i was sort of like in the middle of all that you were too niche <laughs> uh, yeah. You're very niche. from an early age, I was very niche. So you, were, if, you weren't appealing. Them. So I grabbed my sweatpants and my accordion. <laughs> started my one-man show. Forget uh, the tubas.
1: <laughs> Your one-man show, Sanjay and me. <laughs> Of
0: course, Sanjay. Yeah. Three Sanjay. Three, oh, the three Sanjay. Uh, finding My Inner Chai. It was two thousand six. <laughs> oh, shit. That would be If I went back, that would be the, the title of it. Um, yeah. So, uh, no, but I grew up watching a lot of movies with like my brother. I remember my brother and his friends always watching like Monty Python and mm-hmm. stuff like that in Saturday Night Live. And I was a huge fan of that. And actually, that's kind of where Chevy sort of came into the mix because I was a big fan of Saturday Night Live then. Um, And I didn't understand necessarily all of it, but I loved the whole kind of, um, you know, like Ministry of Funny Walks and that whole stuff with Monty Python and and the Holy Grail. I, I mean, they're still like, you know, bring out your dad. I still remember them doing that and the woman in the background banging a cat against a wall. Like just like little things like that, like really struck out to me, uh, you know. Um, and then a like, police academy. I used to watch that and like yeah. over and over again. Uh, so I sort of kind of immersed myself in movies mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my <God>. Michael Winslow, <laughs> Winslow just walked Winslow's in the room. And, like, he's sorry he's guys, let me put my laser away. <laughs> What's crazy <laughs> about the police guy is how cool Steve Gutenberg was. Yeah. Uh, then to compare it to how now he's just a big joke. He's a punchline. But he was the coolest guy. He was Mahoney. Mahoney was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I mean,
0: that and Short really Circuit. Is. I mean, this, circuit. It, that was another one. Which had I, like, an Indian
3: guy played by a white guy. but Played by a white guy. Totally. Parker Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Not Parker
1: uh, Stevenson. Um, Mike uh, Wick. No, no. It was uh, um, it uh, Goddammit. He just wants the so Academy Award oh, for the, for the, the Fisher Stevens. Fisher yeah. yeah, Stevens. Yeah. He dated Michelle Pfeiffer. He's like, a. I heard he's a player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He had sex with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah.
0: I mean, come on. If you're Johnny Five, you can get whatever you want, man. Come on. (laughs) Only the gold Johnny Five. We know what women want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I think that, uh, you know, watching all those movies and then having the whole – like the history of like Second City at the time, which was really, you know, kind of big in Chicago and still remains to be, uh, remains one, you know, a huge, you know, effect on me comedically. Um, and so I went to college at Marquette and uh, actually won a scholarship in honor of Chris Farley, which sort of led me to. You Second did? City. I did. Oh, wow. There's wow. a Farley scholarship? There is, yeah. How did you get that? I was the first actually Chris Farley scholarship award winner. I didn't even know it existed until my junior year at college. And then someone told me that uh, there was a scholarship. A and. Uh, Remember that <laughs> <you> time? <laughs> <laughs> Remember?
1: You got it, kid. Yeah. Remember for that time I, you won the scholarship, yeah, that was awesome. awesome. awesome, awesome.
0: <laughs> I'm such an idiot, yeah. Oh, so, so stupid. God. Stupid. Stupid. stupid! Uh, but he, I mean. Watching him and all that stuff, you know, down by the river and everything, yeah. you know, it was, you know, huge influence on me. And uh, I think our junior year of college, they established the scholarship in his in his name. Uh, and I, th- I believe the theater director at the time um, told me about it. And you know, I think I had to write an essay and stuff, and I won, it, and I was like very happy. And my mom was happy because uh, it involved some money for school, yeah. So, yeah. so that was really cool. Uh, but that really sort of kind of gave me a little kick in the butt to be like. Oh, maybe I should start, you know, really focusing on this a little bit more besides just jumping on tables and pouring potatoes on my head. You know? <laughs> which uh, we all th- did. To yeah, get into which comedy. Yeah, I mean, no. come on. That's, everyone's yeah. done one of those. Everyone's put yeah. food on themselves as a joke. Yeah. That's a
3: weird moment though when you're you're you a funny guy or you're the funny guy in your friends and, and then to like then make the decision to be funny or try yeah. to be funny for a living. And then it seems that you become less funny to your friends once you start doing that. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, to your non-comedy friends, yeah, to,
3: your, like, to just your friends, because yeah. you know, like, it's like if you just your buddy's growing up and you're the funny guy, and yeah. you're like, hey, you know, I'm going to do this, and then every time you make a joke, they're all very. It's like I know, yeah. so all my friends are very hesitant to laugh at anything after that point.
0: Yeah. Was, oh, because you're studying now. Oh, yeah. Did you learned that in funny are you, are you school. Trying yeah, exactly. out, are you trying
1: out jokes on me now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, change. this
0: is
3: what I always did.
0: I don't. Uh, <laughs> I
1: don't think yeah. I have any. I don't think I have any non-comedy friends anymore. I really, think, I think I've yeah. shed all my non. You don't keep. Non- don't keep, you, don't keep
0: uh, you don't have any like barometers, like people you go to that are sort of your like test for like you know, if if not if they thought Hangover was funny or if they, yeah. you know stuff like like people <laughs> like that that I like I have yeah. friends sort of like you know still in Chicago and stuff that I, I really like to check in with every once in a while because when they find something really funny it's always interesting to me you know it's yeah. like does it reach them.
1: My, uh, I mean, my dad is a barometer, but for like the broadest kind <laughs> yeah. of comedy, you know, like my dad, my dad, like six or seven years ago said, called me and he said, you should really check out this thing called blue collar comedy. I mean, you are <laughs> Southern and you would really understand it. I'm like, if, like microbes could understand it. Like, that, it doesn't, they don't have to be Southern microbes. So it, it, he, his his sense of comedy yeah. is very the sense of comedy is very broad. Did I talk about it on the, I asked this question a lot? Did I talked about it on the podcast when Furman and I did El Corazon on Jimmy Kimmel. Have I talked about that yet?
3: Oh, I, I don't know. I think so.
1: We did when we did when we did El Corazon, Mike Furman and I do a Spanish song mm-hmm. that's all just medical facts about the heart, but it actually but we wrote in Spanish and we perform it as a as a like a, a uh, as a as a Latino love ballad. Awesome. And so when we did it on Kimmel a few years ago, we had it subtitled. And uh, and my dad was like, "I saw your Kimmel appearance. I didn't understand why you didn't do it in English." <laughs> <laughs> and I go well, well, because the whole concept is that it's oh. you know it's medical facts about the heart. It wouldn't be funny if we sang that in English. It's funnier if we sing it in Spanish. you know it sounds very pretty, but then you see that it's just very. He straight wanted it in the southern accent. Yeah. Like, yeah. He wanted the blue collar. <laughs> no, he just thought it was. He was like it was. It was just like I, I had to read the subtitles at the bottom, and it just really took me out of it.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like well. Um, oh.
3: it, it's funny.
0: It's not for everyone. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing too. Kind of coming to that realization that sometimes your jokes aren't going to hit with everyone. They're not going to resonate with everyone.
1: And do you want to, do you want to be on the Kaufman scale or do yeah, you want to be yeah. on the you know the 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 Jeff Dunham scale? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know.
0: know, I don't where know. The, but I think that in like in college, uh, I sort of started to realize like, oh, I should study this. There is. Because I think growing up doing – being the funny guy or growing up and doing comedy with your friends, there's this sort of kind of um, assumption that a lot of it is like they don't care or they're just sort of aimless and they're – part of being funny or part of comedy is a sort of like just aimlessness, not knowing what they're going to do with their life. And so actually taking direction uh, of your life and actually studying the comedy, it's it's, it's a weird thing. But people I don't think realize that. A lot of times they don't realize that that's actually – no, it's important to do it, just yeah. like anything else. Yeah. yeah. End of yeah. I
1: mean, how many times have you been in a show and then like someone heckles because they're the funny person in their group? Yeah. And yeah. Like you and you always get a sense like, all right, you're the dude that everyone thinks that in your immediate friend group is funny, but you guys all work uh you guys all work at a at a paper company. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. or or you yeah. work at a you're your accountants, so yeah. he's funny to you, but but not really not globally funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not globally funny. <laughs> Oh so
1: it's not it's not you know, maybe it's not for everybody. Yeah. Did you did, did you ever do stand up or was it just did you do sketch and, impro- was it just sketch Mostly and improv?
0: Mostly sketch and, and, and improv. I did a little bit of stand up. I just was not good at it. I, I was never felt like really comfortable with it. Uh, I loved acting more. I loved being part of it either an ensemble or a character. That mm-hmm. to me was like the most fun and it still is the most fun, is like, you know. Uh, so I think early on it was a lot more of like doing uh, not really impressions but sort of for my family like impressions of like Polish relatives or do, you know Come like, on
1: you have to do one Okay all right.
0: uh, So uh, well I mean my favorite guy is uh, Pon Richard who was my Polish dance instructor as a kid and uh, yeah, Of course Wait he was Polish and a dance instructor or he taught you Polish dance? He taught me specifically Polish dance Okay Yeah I don't know if he knew any other dances but um, Is there any other dances? Yeah. <laughs> for, for Pon Richard there is
1: No you're right That is it, it is actually just the bidden dance. It's not forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> Polish dance is just, just bidden. It's just bidden. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh but i love Pod richard because uh he came from definitely uh this era of you know cold war i mean th- growing up you know it was still like right when you know the berlin wall came down and everything so there was this still like big heavy tension with all my polish relatives you know this definite fear you know of communism and uh, he came from that era i don't and uh, he was a very strict dance instructor very strict and I used to love it because he used to always um, yell at us as kids and stuff like that. And, and my family, uh, you know, would just kind of like just trust him and be like, you have to listen to Pon Richard no matter what. You know, you have to listen to Pon Richard. And sometimes I wish that it was more like that now with kids. But um, I remember every Saturday fearing him. But so this is I'm going to give you a little bit
1: of Pon Richard. And that's just <laughs> his, that's his full name, Pon Richard.
0: Uh, I have no idea what his last name is, but his name is Richard. Okay. Pan means Mr. or Sir. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. so, so there was Pan Richard, and his wife was Pani Misha. Pani is like Mrs. or. Okay, or okay. Yeah. And Pan Richard and Pani Misha. Pani Misha was hot. She was pretty attractive. And then Pon, uh, they were sort of like good cop, bad cop when yeah. they were dance instructors. And Pan Richard was like hardcore. He wore fake boots. He was great. And he had a huge mustache, so as a nice. little kid, it was terrifying. <laughs> uh, so, you know, <laughs> you'd chill for dance, and he'd be like, lazy. Today, Daniel. Curva shit You are so lazy You must listen to your mother Where is she? Smile Why are you not smiling? Where is smile? Where is smile? This is happy dance Why are you not smiling? Hands up There you go Okay, good Come here Where are your shoes? No shoes? Hmm. Okay, maybe it's not bad. It's okay. It's not bad. That's sort of on <laughs> that, 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 that so a of, like, It's a free association. Did, did yeah, someone, yeah, yeah, did someone yeah. in
1: The Simpsons attend that same class? Because
0: they have that character, Lugash, oh, the, the yeah, gymnastics yeah. instructor. Yeah. I am Lugash. He's <laughs> It's not bad. He's a good man. It's, sometimes I get a little Russian with him. But I always remember him. What I loved about him the most was him yelling at me and then telling me to smile. Yeah. Which I yeah. always like. It was always like, kurva, get here. Smile! you! I tell you to smile. Happy dance. Uh, this is happy dance. And I would always be like, yeah, I know. And I'm trying to smile while kind of holding in tears.
3: It's just like the <laughs> shitty dad on a vacation. We're all having a good time. Fight. Let's go. <laughs> We're in the happiest fucking place on earth. So,
0: fun. It's fun. It's fun. fun.
1: In your dance class, did you get into a weird lesbian stalker-like relationship with me? <laughs> <from this? laughs> or am I remembering something else?
0: Let me see. There was a couple. There was a there was an Ala and um, I'm trying I've to
1: think. Seen, not, I have not <laughs> seen Black Swan. Yet, oh, but someone oh, just, it? Someone oh, just described it to it this way to, to me. They said, "Black Swan is I, what I took away from it is uh, Natalie Portman keeps trying to masturbate, getting interrupted, and then just gets frustrated and goes crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's one way of that's looking at, at it. And it's valid.
1: She keeps yeah. trying yeah. to masturbate, and people keep interrupting that's her. For, yeah, yeah. She never gets to finish that's, the job, and so she goes crazy. She's, she's just supposed to fly. Yeah, she's dead. just well, yeah. terribly
3: frustrating." Yeah yeah. Oh the creepiest. Right. It, like it's so weird. there's a there's a scene in it where she uh starts to masturbate and mm-hmm. then she rolls over and, and her she, mom is and her mom's there sleeping on the ca- like a chair next to Yeah, she's door. in the corner and it's Yeah. it's, a, and it's like I think wait, what's I wrong think, with that well, <laughs> I think uh, I think like every guy in the Ooh, audience was like the one thing that could maybe connect to in the movie. We're just like they're like getting caught yep. by their mom, like, management. It's like
1: Oh, there. I get it. I
3: get
0: yep, it now. I get that.
3: Yeah, i it was really itching. It was scratching.
0: It was yeah, scratching. It was really it
1: itching. It really That's the we'll, excuse, we'll of Sally. It. Little Sally Draper.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh, it was. Sally uh, Draper. But I did. I think parts of that movie did resonate with me because of the dance instructor. The dance instructor <laughs> <laughs> was pretty hardcore in that yeah, movie. He yeah, was sort of a he was a Richard in some ways. But in real life, the dance instructor.
1: Or pregnant uh, and yeah the for, yeah. real
0: choreographer I know yeah, which um, which is a sad thing for, for many guys. Yeah. You know it's so funny
1: about like when, when, when it when I, <laughs> but, when an uh, attractive when attractive famous girl gets pregnant or married I feel like there's something that happens just on yeah. a very deep biological level but where, where most dudes are like oh man yeah. like they were next on the list that's like, like yeah. if it didn't work out very close. Close. I'm not gonna say yeah. it was next but I was like fourth. Ah, yeah. It's it's just knowing that the possibility is gone yeah. is some yeah. sort of like weird I, thing. I used yeah. to see I used to see her when I I went to BU and she was at Harvard at the same time, and oh. I used to see her. Wow. And it was she was just it's ridiculous. Yeah, she yeah.
3: came to M Bar a while back like back in the early M Bar comedy death Ray days. Oh, yeah. wow. She came to a couple shows and it was just it's weird cuz she doesn't necessarily look like Natalie Portman no. when she's just hanging out. She looks like a like a hot indie girl. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, "Who
0: is that?" I saw her one time same kind of thing running through like a room and she was just kind of like wearing <laughs> jeans and like a headband or something. Yeah. yeah. And it was definitely one of those things. You're like, "Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you look normal." <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Postane has that old. this old bit about doing Conan with Kate Beckinsale. I was actually there the uh-huh, And then the just storming story. backstage, uh, like, yeah. like you get so mad. He said he yeah. started punching the air, like, "I could never
3: have you." Yeah. <laughs> we were in his. We were in his dressing room, and she walked by, and he literally like punched the tray of cookies.
2: was just like, "God,
3: this is bullshit." Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, he he he. Originally in that joke, I I, I done shows him when he was writing it, and he had one thing in that joke that he had forgotten about, and I had to remind him. Where he said something like, <laughs> "Said something like his dick got so hard he was able to clean the creases where there was dirt before." <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, oh. no, I, I, I think is, old guys have that feeling when they see a hot girl, and yeah. it's just, just they have the, they don't have the self esteem to like think they can guess, so they're just like, "Fuck you." Yeah, you're like, the, Fuck you have
0: you. to. There's the, the your defense I will mechanism. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw and I was actually with my wife I saw Trisha Helfer one time Mm -hmm. and I'm a huge fan of Battlestar Galactica and um, that sort of I had that almost same reaction I saw her and I was immediately immobilized. Couldn't move. <laughs> couldn't do anything. And I just stared at her for a really long time. And I'm also kind of obsessed with robots. So having like... <laughs> having, Isn't it? P.S. Yeah, by the way. A so add that to this. To add that Podcast. layer yeah. uh, to this. Um, and then so, so just seeing her in oh my, my presence. Oh, God.
1: So Battlestar must have been like like watching a fuck garden was, for you. Oh, just
0: full-on Cylon. Terrible. I mean, I mean, it was just... Well, yeah, and just seeing her there in like in my presence like in the same room it, it was incredible and I, I believe I really do believe she saw me staring at her for a while and I didn't know what to do it was kind of yeah. one of those moments so like if I was Poseidon, I would have punched a, co- a tray of cookies <laughs> <laughs> me uh, my def- defense mechanism is just standing and staring <laughs> so that, that's what happened to me Good. I've seen Katie
1: Sackoff in person a couple of times and she's, she's pretty cute too she's Damn. pretty adorable like and and and
0: it, and it's, but it's really, heightened because of that
1: I mean, it is heightened because of that because you you already register them as someone that you that you know of, right. and so I think that's it too and the, and that no matter how old or no matter what happens in my life, I will just never be super comfortable talking to uh just talking to <laughs>
0: Really uh, yeah. well, I do it every, do it every day with
3: my girlfriend, Chris.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> I do it every day with my wife too, yeah. but it's a little different when you when you know somebody from watching them. Yeah, uh, you know, when you when you spend weeks and weeks watching uh, Battlestar, do you episode, automatically
1: feel a little creepy.
0: Y- yeah, because yeah. you're like, I, I know everything about this this story, and yeah. I have this sort of image of you already. So going into a conversation, pretending not to have that history. Oh,
1: what do you do? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, Besides, what? give me bonus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just so you know, I've spent three years watching you. You know that's and that's. that's well, a- see,
1: when I first when I first met when I first met Janet, uh, she was performing at a show, and uh, I was so like, oh my god, I took. But something happened where I wasn't intimidated. I there was something in, there was something in me that just sort of clicked and was like. I must possess her! I like, <laughs> <I'd> fire flight. <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, Like I literally and, and over the course of the next month, I, I just I think I just ground her
3: will down <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: well, I remember, until we
1: ended up dating. I remember so, uh, we were uh,
3: it was after a show UCB and we were at the uh, Cafe 101 and like uh you were already kind of like like Chris was really into her just because she was just hot. Yeah. And then like and then she started talking and about funny. Tron. Yeah, she was funny, uh, but she brought up Tron just willy-nilly me. and I remember Chris go, What? Like, like grabbed the table. <laughs> I'm evacuating so like, my balls to prepare for flight. It was fucking adorable but uh, it was like, a, like and I, you know, I was at the time still an angry nerd so I was like she probably is fucking playing Chris. She probably yeah, knows he's in You got to find something
0: you know. there. You got to yeah. where's the chink? No, we, yeah, went on, right? we
1: went on our first date. Yeah. Uh she quietly reached into her person, pulled out, and set a recognizer toy on the table between us and then just stared
0: at me. And I was like,
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, wearing down, though, is a great strategy. I, I think that's a great strategy for most men. I think the longer you're there, yeah. I think girls sort of were like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly not going anywhere, yeah. so it's either restraining order or I fuck it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's really what a woman less is always.
0: We need Those are really out. the two choices
1: less... a woman always yeah. has, right? Uh, restraining order or
3: fuck. Well, yeah, well, that's just like the stories in that uh, fucking When Harry Met Sally. The little interstitial stories, where like, oh, yeah.
0: I, I asked her out every day until one day she yeah. said yes. He wouldn't stop bothering me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wouldn't stop coming around. Yeah, Now we're in
3: love. Like if you knew that guy now, you'd be like, dude, stop. Going Going to that deli and asking that girl out. It's creepy. Seriously, come on. No, but back in the old days. Back in the old days, yeah. You can do that. When you when it was important to just
1: breed as quickly as possible. Yeah, exactly. We don't have time for adolescence. <laughs> We're dead at 45. Do you hear me? You understand know what what's going on? <laughs>
0: prohibition! <laughs>
1: Um, so did you uh,
0: were you in were you a second city person or so um, I had sort of a unique experience at second city I studied there I completed the conservatory program at second city and then at the time when I was at second city um, this, this was around 2003 2004. Um, uh, Second City and NBC were partnering And I don't know if you guys remember that They had sort of this like I think like a first look deal Mm -hmm. Or something like that And uh, I was invited to participate In a showcase there um, And I I just finished doing A uh, solo show of mine um, uh, At Second City At Donnie's Skybox Theater Within Second City And I did some excerpts From that solo show In the showcase um, And then I was Through that I was invited to do The showcase for NBC Out in Los Angeles And that's kind of of how I just moved and transitioned to Los Angeles. So um, through Second City, though, I had been already touring and performing with a comedy group there, Stir Friday Night, mm-hmm. which is uh, how I met Janet, because we, um, well, actually, another way I met Janet was because our group performed at the San Francisco Comedy Festival. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so- Which Janet
1: co-produces. I don't know if people know that Janet and her friends co-produce SF Sketch Fest. Yeah.
0: And it's a great festival. And so- I was performing with this group that was sort of a, a number of performers from Second City, and, and uh, it was an Asian-American sketch comedy and improv troupe. And uh, then I was in that showcase, and that kind of led me to Los Angeles. And how long ago was that? That was like 2005. Wow, so yeah. within five years, hit show. No. Well, again. there was four years of non-hit show. <laughs> there was there was four years of really looking forward to a Butt Dialing commercial, really looking forward to a snack wrap commercial, um, doing a lot of comedy, uh, Doing um, getting paid $100 and uh, samosas at Gaylord <laughs> Indian Restaurant to do comedy for an Indian doctor convention. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, just things like sure. that, where uh, I guess just like any actor, and then you just hope that one day Something will come that makes sense, and and I got lucky because it really is a role that I love. I love, and the show I love, so
3: yeah, no, it's a great show,
0: and it's a show that I'd watch, which is like you know, I mean, it's just that's just such a a rare thing to have a show that I could actually watch because it can be really uncomfortable for a performer to watch himself. Uh, and I don't like to really watch myself, but I could watch the rest of the cast because it's such an ensemble all the time, and it's really fun just to see what everybody else is doing.
1: Yeah, know? it really is. Like, it really is just a solid. I mean, it, I, you just you cannot go wrong with a solid ensemble cast show. No, yeah. and,
0: and it's really nice and refreshing to see more of that on TV right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a very fun thing, and it's a, it's a, it's a cool thing to show up every day uh, to set and be like, okay, we're gonna be in the study room, and it's. It's sort of our bar, like Cheers, you know. It's yeah. it's our study table, but it's always different, you know, because it, whatever it is, we're just talking about nothing, like how to pronounce bagels versus bagels, Bagel. you know. Yep. It's and it's oh I my love God, how mundane. I did. the girl in college <laughs> used to say bagels and oh. punch her in the throat.
3: But there's also really cool stuff, uh, like there's like the, when you
0: were yeah, did, the story. <laughs> the That's why we didn't do it. Always go into a fight you know you could win.
3: <laughs> never do anything else because uh, there was even that awesome one where you just you had an entire storyline but in the background yeah which was like that's like just awesome stuff like that for each and everybody well, that, and, that, and that's what I, that's what I love about
1: I mean you know guys like Dan Harmon and yeah. and, and Joss Whedon and people who mm-hmm. yeah. will you know like they'll do a handful of episodes that are pretty straightforward probably just to kind of yeah, we got to do this for the network. Yeah. we got to get up and running. But then once once they have the freedom, they just yeah. evolve the show to a whole new level, and they yeah. start fucking with the format as much as possible. Yeah, but Dan, yeah. during
3: those episodes leading up to the fucking of the, with the format, Dan Harmon will comment on it through, <laughs> throughout the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you see it seeping through. Uh, you know, it's just, and it, you he can can tell he a, just like a, the way he typed oh, it,
1: just angry. Well, just like just like you know doing the stop motion episode. Yeah, or, that was beautiful. I mean, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that that kind of stuff. Those are the kind of things where I always go, God damn it! If If I had a show like that, that is what I would want to do with it. That's exactly what I would want to do with it.
0: And it's incredible to be able to do that with – I always think like it's a 22-minute comedy. you know. And, And just I always think about the places we've gone in a year and a half. I've literally like fought zombies in a Halloween episode. I've played, like, a Batman character. I've worn, like, 16 different wigs. Uh, we've done a kick-puncher comic. Uh, right, we've yeah. been in a Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, what is it, 11 Herbs and Spices Experience Space Bus. Of oh, Sanders. Right, Sanders, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we went and we were able to be Claymation, and that episode was written by Dino Stamatopoulos, yes. who did Frank and All and Moral. Dino! And he's Dino! Dino. know who well, Dino was writing on your... And he plays Starburns. Yeah, Starburns. He plays Starburns, and it's just, so, it's just a smart... You know, such a smart you know, written script which still is, stays consistent and true to these characters in this world yeah. which he's brilliant I don't even know I don't know how they do do it but they yeah. they're D- able to kind of do Dino it Dino and Scott Adsit did Moral Oral yeah. together yeah. Yeah. Dino, uh, Dino also basically, was a road on TV
3: Funhouse Dino's been uh, and Mr. Show and, and, Mr. and Mr. Show and show. Yeah. the Dana Carvey show yeah. and the early Conan, Conan days yeah. he's been uh, a crux in modern comedy
0: Dino is so sort of uh, in, yeah, in many and ways he's Dana kind Carvey's of a master Chevy master of that a lot of people know or have some ties or have worked with him Medino's actually from kind of the same neighborhood as I am from in Chicago. That's Uh, the thing. If if
1: if if you if 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 anyone listening, if you ever consume like more I, I hate to say alternative-themed comedy yeah. and television shows, but I just don't know what else to call it. But but any just that kind of Mr. Show sort of vibe, yeah. Yeah. and you've been influenced it, influenced by it in any way, you've probably been heavily
0: influenced by Dino, Dino yeah I think, it, this. I could be wrong, but he may have written uh, the, audition. the Audition. Did he, he wrote The Audition. Yeah, which yeah. is an, an, one of the greatest, if you guys ever get a chance to see it, one of the greatest sketches. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, you got the goods. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's uh, also that
3: guy. Yeah, but he, he wrote that sketch yeah. and he would perform it himself. Uh, then he did it they did it for uh, uh, Mr. Show I mean he's he's one of the guys he's next to Bob at yeah, the table yeah what, yeah what, but
1: what happened it didn't he get drunk and throw a bottle at someone at the Comic-Con uh, panel a couple years ago for
3: More Laurel I'm, did I'm he? sure it's happened a few times
0: ago. <laughs> <laughs> Comic-Con can get crazy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, that sounds like it could be a thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, that sounds like it might be a thing yeah. that he
1: would have uh, done. Yeah.
0: yeah so it's, but that's kind of the, the – to me, it's a wonderful thing for being – I'm a, a big comedy history buff. And our show is surrounded by so many people who – uh, I mean, then we have Ken Jong, we have Joe McHale, yeah. we have all these guys Dr. who are. Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken, yeah, you know, um, Ken, yeah. who, I mean, he's incredible, you know, and he's, I mean, the fact that we have all these, like, kind of weapons, I feel like, and Jim Rash, our yeah. dean. I mean, there's just so many, so many talented, funny people oh, on yeah, our show. Jim Rash,
1: I remember him, I, I knew Jim, I
0: wasn't at the Groundlings, but I
1: took. I was I was doing some improv stuff there for a little while until I realized like I'll just stick to
3: stand up. Uh, <laughs> and Jim, Jim was Jim, growling. And, yeah, and fucking yeah. awesome. He's also great in uh, Sky High, which is a very I well- love
1: Sky oh. High. is one
3: of the most overlooked movies ever. So great. I love uh. Sky High. And then what I wanted to say earlier was Spies Like Us. And I fucking oh, love yeah, Spies oh, like, like Us. Great. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, another another Chevy movie. Yeah, but, yeah
3: Sky High was really. Guy uh, has got uh, has Dave Foley. It's got uh, Kevin McDonald. It's got the Chubby Guy from No, I don't wanna have to break out my Kevin oh. McDonald impersonation, Jonah, but uh,
1: <laughs> I can do a Kevin McDonald.
3: Uh, cut of my head, cut on my, <laughs> my head, cut of my head, cut uh, o' my head. who else uh Bruce, Mc, Bruce Campbell is in the is oh, in wow. that movie. Uh, it's, it's and of course Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the
0: closer. <laughs> yeah. Bring it at home. Yeah. We it's just great.
1: watched uh, Escape from L.A. the other night. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't amazing. Walks away, presses I hadn't the button, see, I never takes saw that technology.
3: technology. I never saw it. I'm like, oh, Escape from New York was
1: rad. Escape from L.A. is going to uh, be great. Nope. And it was just like, it was one step too aware. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah like I was sorry, one step yeah. too yeah. aware. Of what it was. Horrible graphics. Are you getting? Are, are, you must. You must. The, the movie
0: offers must be rolling in. on <laughs> <the air laughs> bell He's falling out of his chair. It's just movie <laughs> offers. Uh, Sushi. Movie offers. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I haven't seen them. No, I did a. I did a movie last year called Nights of Badassdom, which was really fun. Um, with uh, Steve Zahn and Peter mm-hmm. Dinklage. Love Steve Zahn. Love Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. He's incredible. I love Zahn, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn is Steve amazing. He's incredible. I've always been a big fan of his me too, work. Yeah. And he's. He's hilarious in this movie, but it was a movie called Nights of Bad Ass. It was about live action role playing, oh, uh, um, Larp. LARPing and, in the woods, and uh, who else? Ryan Quantin's in it. Um, so The girls will go crazy. Ryan Quantin is a fucking fantastic actor. He's really right? Like
1: I, I think, I think he, I think he and the guy who plays Lafayette might be the two best actors on that show on True Blood.
0: Yeah, uh, and the guy, uh, Lafayette. He, I believe, did he go to Juilliard or? I think he might have wanted to... I think let's he might, say he did. Yeah, let's just say he did. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, say he did. But uh, he's really talented. Summer Glau is also in it. Summer Glau, awesome. And uh, I haven't seen the cape yet, but I can't wait. Um, and so it was a really cool experience being in the woods with all these people for two weeks um, wearing a cape. And casting True. magic fake spells. That's awesome. Uh, magic missile! <laughs> I'm I was, I was, man. Lightning! I was, lightning
3: bolt! I was in a LARP scene with John Heater and Simon Helber uh, in a movie called Mama's Boy. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's so out of I way. got to dress. I got this huge fucking like, bear uh, head on and this oh. cape and these fucking things and boots that didn't fit. <laughs> Fake bears stuff. Yeah, that's that was awesome. that's but always a win. Yeah, lots of, <laughs> lots of magic missiles. I had this huge fucking double bladed Klingon looking like bow thing. It was awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah, that exactly. to me was
0: the most amazing thing too. Is like being on the set. and They had actual real larpers there, and they had like a larping consultant for us. <laughs> I bet they got really upset
3: f- quite frequently.
0: Yeah. Well, they were like inaccurate. You know, you know, there was a lot of like that kind of. Uh, you know. They go,
3: "What do you mean?" Then they just cower. <laughs> I, <I'm sorry. laughs> Did you make the cover of Larpers Bazaar? Oh! Up top. Oh! Oh!
0: Up to I want
1: one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Larping fashion and it's fun. Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Did you want to drink some of this? Yeah. It's antidote for the poison you just
0: drank, Doctor Jones. Uh, Let's <laughs> callback back, it's call back to All earlier. Back.
1: I want to know uh, where people can see you live ever. Do you do any live stuff at I.O.?
0: I, I have, actually. I, I do improv um, off and on. I'm, I'm performing, actually, with Janet at San Francisco Comedy Festival. Nice. And I'll also be por- uh, performing sketchfest. at SFSketchFest.com. sketchfest. I think that's the weekend of January 23rd-ish. Oh, you're going to be there 23rd? Yeah. yeah. It's like a th- they do, like, 100 shows in three I weeks. Long. I, really I wish- don't know how Janet does it. I really <sighs> don't. I, I It freaks me out seeing how many groups perform and how many nights and how many venues there are and that stresses me out so congratulations
1: yeah. I, I mean I live with her so I see what she's going through every day How? with, with uh, scheduling and booking I, like I tried to book a monthly show at UCB once and I'm like too much fucking trouble <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I wasn't <laughs> even sure I could keep a podcast together regularly <laughs> uh, like,
3: they book a hundred shows and they do it all themselves yeah. all like, the time I get years. upset that there's so many because I just want to see all of them yeah it's, but you know I can't yeah, it's, be there
1: it's Janet, it's Janet and a guy it's named it's David, really David Owen and then uh, Cole Stratton who does the Pop My Culture
0: podcast I just actually did the Pop My Culture podcast last week Week fun, about, fun, uh, really fun, really fun, fun about show. the uh, best of uh, 2010 with Simon Helberg and a couple oh, nice. other people, Sam Levine. And Janet, too. And Janet. Janet and, was on it, too. And uh, so uh, I'll be performing there. Uh, I perform in Theme Park Improv with Janet mm-hmm. and a couple other people. Fun. And then every once in a while, I'll just uh, kind of randomly improv around IO. I'll do the Armando. We did an Armando with a community cast, which mm-hmm. was super oh, fun. Oh, that sounds awesome. And, uh, you know, kind of out and around in Chicago every once in a while, too, so... And where can people find you on the internet? Find me on the internet at, at uh, Twitter. I'm at, at Danny Pootie, And then on the internet, Facebook page, Danny Pootie. I have a page there. You
3: can follow me at, at Timmy Pootie. Uh. <laughs> Which is Chevy Chase's Danny Pudi page? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, always smile. Keep smiling, everybody.
1: <laughs> Pon, what's his name? Pon Richardson. Pon Richardson. Why not smiling? Pon Richard. <laughs> Wait, I feel like we should have him have you call in every once in a while as Pon Richard. Yeah.
0: I guess Pon Richard actually called my mom not too long ago because I was talking about him somewhere, and he's like, "So, uh, Danny, is he interested in maybe coming back and doing another show for yeah. benefit?" He's not smiling! <laughs> he's not smiling! I don't see smiling! So, I don't know, maybe we should. I should call his pond return once in a while. I'll do that. Let's I I call I don't feel return. you smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I can hear it in his voice. There is no smile. You are not existing in this smile. Uh, if you're talking about short circuit, there must be smile. <laughs> the
1: important thing to remember is that number five is alive! alive! <laughs> Uh, well, that's it. That we're at we're at our hour. That was a perfect oh, that was that was a perfect amount of time. God damn it, Danny Pudi! Thank you so much for coming up thank here so much, and, Chris. and being thanks, on the guys. show. It was a lot of fun. I did remember there is someone else I know in your cast that Ooh. that said she would come on, Gillian.
0: Gillian Gillian, oh, yeah. Gillian,
1: said, she would, Gillian said she would come on. Yeah, yeah. So we will slowly work our way. Awesome. Slowly work one, our
0: by, way. one. one by one. <laughs> <laughs> Checking uh, you off. Uh, nice. Well, thanks for letting me be number four. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> uh, enjoy a burrito.
3: you playing with me, right?
1: You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery+. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.